Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're taking a short break from our study of Revelation to look at an important topic for Christians, understanding your Bible. We'll consider some prerequisites for studying Scripture, as well as highlight some very practical ways to ensure our time in the Word is all that it can be. Now, let's join Kurt. Perhaps the most detailed parable that Jesus ever taught was the parable of the sower and the seed. Much Bible attention is given to this one parable. Matthew chapter 13, and notice what the Bible says in verse 3. He spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. When he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside. The, the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. And others fell on good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath the ears to hear, let him hear. That's the parable of the sower. Now, not everybody understood that parable. So later on, Jesus explained that parable so there would be no wiggle room about what the parable meant. And watch what the Bible says in verse 36. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house, and his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. Verse 19. And when, yes, I'm sorry, verse 18. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom. Now, this is interesting because what you're going to see in this parable is you're going to see the three enemies of the believer. Okay, the three enemies of the believer are the world, the flesh, and the devil. So watch what the Bible says here in verse 19. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one. So who's the wicked one? That's Satan. And he catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receiveth seed by the wayside. He that receives seed in the stony ground, the same as he that heareth the word, anon with joy receiveth it. Yet not hath he not root in himself. There's the flesh. Verse 22, he that received the seed among the thorns, he that heareth the word, the care of this world. So there's your enemies. The first enemy is the, is the devil. And the devil's main job is to separate the seed of the word of God from the heart of the believer. The seed of the word of God from the heart of the potential believer. He wants to keep people in confusion and deception. The last thing the devil wants is for people to understand the Word of God. The last thing the devil wants is for people to understand the Word of God. He understands how powerful it is. And so understand that the devil is engaged, uh, Satan is engaged in a spiritual warfare of deception and confusion. His aim includes separating men from understanding the Word of God. Now, another passage we're going to look at quite often, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So look at that real quickly. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Look at verse 9. As it's written, are you there? 1 Corinthians 2, 9. As it's written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But, but God hath revealed them unto us. So there are things that we know uh, because the Bible says, God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of God, a man, say the spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we, have not now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Why? Why has God given us his spirit? Well, here's one reason. Look at verse, uh, 
Verse 12, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So God has given us his spirit. One reason God has given us his spirit is that we might know things about God and from God that we could not and would not otherwise have known. Notice what the Bible says in verse uh, uh, 12. Now we have received, uh, verse 13, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So the, word, the Holy Ghost will use the Word of God and the comparing of Scripture in the Word of God to help us to understand things about God himself. Look at verse 14. But the natural man. So here's the, here's the contrast. Who is the natural man? The natural man is the unsaved man. The natural man is the earth man. The man that has not been regenerated, the man that's not been born of the Spirit. He's been born of this earth. He's been born physically, but he's not been born spiritually. So what does the Bible say about the natural man? The Bible says, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Watch this. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Okay, so what's the statement? The statement is, unregenerate people can read words. This is back to your outline. Unregenerate people, unsaved people, they can read words and discern meanings. It's not like that your brother or your cousin or your coworker can't take the Bible and know what words mean. In some cases, they're a better reader than you are, okay? But unregenerate people can read words and discern their meanings. But this verse is not teaching that, unsaved, that the unsaved view the Bible as mere gobbledygook. You know, unsaved people can look at the Bible and learn things from it as far as facts and figures and times and dates and timelines and all of that. But what the Bible is teaching, it's simply indicated, indicating uh, that, that they are unreceptive of the truths of the Bible and therefore cannot fully and properly understand them. And so when the Bible says they cannot receive them, they're unreceptive to the truths of the Bible. They might see it there in black and white, but there's going to be no soul reception to the Word of God uh, to receive into their hearts, the truth of the Word of God. There's going to be a discernment level that's just not there because they're not spiritually discerned. They're not saved. You get that? And so when I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior, I was 16. Now, I was in a Christian school from the time I was 13. I went to chapel two times a week. I went to Bible class three times a week. So I was in Bible class Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I was in chapel Tuesday and Thursday. I was in Sunday school Sunday morning. I was in church Sunday morning. I was in church Sunday night most of the time. I was in church on Wednesday night. I was hearing Bible, 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 Bible. But watch this, boom. And listen, I was a smart kid. I didn't study for my tests. I got A's. No trouble. I was a smart kid. But understand the Bible is not an intellectual exercise. Understand the Bible is a matter of, uh, of a person knowing Jesus Christ as a Savior, as a Savior, having the Spirit of God living inside of us that, that both teaches and interprets the truth of God's Word to a person's soul. That's how one receives the truth of God's word, via the Holy Spirit of God. If any man hath not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And you're not going to understand your Bible if you've never truly been born again. You just cannot do it. All right, number two. Number two, qualifications to understanding the Bible. Number one, salvation. You say, Pastor Skelly, okay, I'm saved. 
I'm saved, okay? But I still don't understand the Bible, so that doesn't apply to me. I read the Bible, I still don't get it. I know I'm saved, I know I've trusted him as my Savior, and so that doesn't apply. How, How come I don't understand the Bible? Because it's not the only qualification. You know, are you saved? Have you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior? That's a big question. Answer that in your own mind tonight. Okay, number two, why don't people understand the Bible? I think number one, because they're not saved. Number two, surrender. Surrender. People don't understand the Bible who aren't surrendered to what the Bible tells them to do. Say, what do you mean by that? Okay, look at your outline. Surrender. The believer must surrender himself to obey the scripture he endeavors to learn. A predisposition for obedience. I know that's a big word. A predisposition for obedience must be an integral part of the one who would hope to understand the Bible. What does that mean? A predisposition to obedience. Okay, here's what that means. That means before you tell me what to do, I'm already willing to do it. Does that make sense? Predisposition. In other words, before I learn what I'm supposed to do, I'm already willing. Whatever you tell me, God, whatever I discover, I'm predisposed to obey what you've told me to do. God reveals his word to people that have a predisposition to obey what they read. Let me ask you just a practical question. Why would anybody reveal truth to somebody who's not going to do anything with it? So several weeks ago, we had a snowstorm, and some of the guys came to shovel. I wanted to help shovel, but I didn't know where any of the snow shovels were. So I'm, I'm searching over the whole building to find the snow shovels, and I, I finally found them, you know, outside in the closet and found the snow shovels. I was looking all over the place. Let me ask you a question. What if I had, what if I had divine knowledge? What if God gave me supernatural knowledge about all the people in the church that would be willing to shovel snow and all the ones that are unwilling to shovel snow? What if I just knew that? And what if Daniel Fleming, who obviously would be somebody who would be unwilling to shovel snow because he doesn't want to get his bow tie all messed up, all right? So what if Daniel Fleming, whom I knew was unwilling to shovel snow, what if he came to me and said, hey, Pastor Skelly, what closet are the snow shovels in? I wouldn't tell him. Why does he need to know where the snow shovels are? He's not going to shovel anyway. What's the combination to the snow shovel closet? I wouldn't tell him. You can just guess, and it's not my birthday. (laughs) See the point? The point is, you know, God is not going to give information to people that don't have a predisposition to do something with it. That's the way it works. You say, really? Yeah. Let me show you some verses that I think will uh, buttress that idea. Not only do the unregenerate not receive the word of God. Let me get to my outline that has the answers. Hang on a second. Not only do the unregenerate not receive the word of God, but also they do not understand the word of God. See, unregenerate people don't receive the word of God. They don't understand the word of God either. 1 Corinthians 2.14. You say, well, Pastor Scully, I thought you talked about a saved person that's not surrendered. I am. You know what a saved person who is not surrendered? You know what the Bible calls a saved person who's not surrendered? The Bible calls a saved person who's not surrendered, he calls him a carnal person. You know what a carnal man is? A carnal man is a spiritual man, born of the spirit, born from above, regenerated. He's a spiritual man who acts like a natural man. He's a man that 
has been saved that acts like and thinks like and behaves like a person that's natural. So a carnal man is a spiritual man who behaves like a natural man. So watch what the Bible says here. We're still in 1 Corinthians 2. Watch what the Bible says in verse 1 of chapter 3. The Bible says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. Now, wait a minute. He's speaking. Speaking to believers. Uh, I, brethren. He's speaking to Christians. I, brethren. I couldn't talk to you, brethren, like I would talk to any saved person. Uh, when, I, when I preached to you, when I wrote to you, when I did Bible studies to you, uh, here's what I wanted to teach. Here are the lessons I wanted to expound upon. Here's the sermon I wanted to preach, but I couldn't do it. I had to put that outline away. I had to take that Sunday school lesson and put it back in the file. Uh, I couldn't give that Bible study. Why? Because the Bible says in verse 1, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I fed you with milk, not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. So what is that verse teaching us? It's teaching us that because of their spiritual condition, their carnality, their unwillingness to submit to truth, uh, their desire to live like the old life and not live like who they were, their identity in Jesus Christ, they weren't understanding. They weren't understanding truth because of their predisposition not to obey it. You see how that works? Uh, uh, so a carnal man, that's your outline, is a spiritual man who acts like a natural man. Certain truths will be incomprehensible to carnal people because they do not have a penchant to obey the word of God. Certain truths are incomprehensible to a carnal man because he does not have a penchant to obey the word of God. A babes have a level of comprehension far below an adult. You don't believe that? You know, play with your toddler. Uh, carnal Christians, likewise, are inhibited in their comprehension of deeper spiritual truths because of their, uh, uh, because of their carnality, uh, be, to apply that which they already know. I'm sorry, their unwillingness to apply that which they already know. Okay, look at John chapter 7. This will help you. John chapter 7. Jesus was having an argument with some religious teachers that felt like they could best him because they had gone to the great schools of the day and Jesus was a man that didn't even have uh, a college degree. But they marveled because he had understanding of the truth that they didn't have. They said, how does this guy understand the Bible? How does this man understand truth? And he doesn't even have a college degree. He didn't go to our, our great schools of the day. He didn't go to Hillel. He didn't go to the school of Shammai. I mean, how does he know the Bible? And watch what Jesus says in verse, well, watch what the Bible says in verse 14. John 7, 14. Now, about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. And the Jews marveled, saying, how knoweth this man letters, having never learned? How does he know what only a college education would give? How does he know uh, if he doesn't have these degrees? Look at verse 16. Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. If any man, watch it, verse 17, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory, but he that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Do you see what Jesus said? If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine. 
How do people understand the doctrine? The Bible says, when they have a predisposition to do the will of God. In other words, if there's a sincerity on the part of a believer to say, I want to know the Bible. I want to understand the Bible. God, I want to do what you tell me to do. Then God is going to reveal truth to that person when he wouldn't reveal truth to another person who does not have that same predisposition. And so my question to you tonight is, number one, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? And number two, do you have a predisposition in your life of surrender? To say, God, whatever you tell me to do, that's exactly what I want to do. I'm going to the Bible with a blank sheet of paper when it comes to my will. And God, you show me, I'll obey. You teach me, and I'll change. God, I'm wide open. That's the person that will understand the Word of God because the Spirit of God is going to reveal to that person the will of God because that person has a predisposition to obey what God has told them to do. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.